0: be
1: true
0: crime it be true too good too fucking good to be
1: true crime If yes, it's true too good too good to be true it's good that's 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 too good too fucking good to be true Cry. that's all good shit mate how are you doing how is life in new york
0: <laughs> oh life's good man i'm getting to do a lot of uh, piano playing these days and some singing too. um at a, at a bar in Hell's Kitchen. So I'm just, uh, I'm hosting some of my own shows, singing and playing rock music, and then I'm playing along for other people's shows. It's a lot of fun, and it just means, you know, practicing and playing a bunch of music. So it's, uh, it's a good time.
1: Because for the listeners, if they're interested, our, that's our day job, isn't it? We're, we're performers. We, we're actors, we're singers. With The joys of self-employment, we're never off the clock, are we? That's correct. That's right, mate. I was thinking about this today because... Like I just said, you're never off the clock being self-employed. And then you you find yourself doing so much stuff, like so much preparation, you know, and a lot of admin stuff, a lot of organising gigs and organising sort of arriving at places and doing self-tapes and auditions. And you're like, I've been so busy, but I've not earned any money because it's all preparation to earn money, isn't it? It can get frustrating. That's right. But we're
0: We're
1: also in a band together, aren't we, mate?
0: Oh, Yeah. I think we've I think we've got an exciting trip coming up in the future. I'm not sure if we should share the destination yet. Let's I not don't want to jinx anything. It's yet, not signed quite yet, is it?
1: I understand. Let's not jinx it, but suffice to say, we could be doing another pod from another country that we are both in at the same time. And that not not being England or the United States. We could be in another country together. So maybe we'll share the details of that on uh On a future pod. But how mate, you know I'm obsessed by the weather. I always ask you, don't I, what the weather's like in New York. And this week I was thinking, right, we're recording the pod today. And the last seven days over here, mate, it's been glorious. It's been mate, it's been amazing, amazing weather, like proper vacation weather. And I was getting excited because I thought next time we're on the pod, I'm I'm gonna be able to share that. Because you know that I normally tell you that the weather in England is like being inside a butt crack it's absolutely horrible
0: normally and may yeah and you're you're not the only person that i've heard describe it in that exact terminology may interesting or, enough yeah
1: it's true and unfortunately today seven days of glorious sunshine and today yet again it's like living inside a butt crack um so i don't know what it is it must be something about the pod every time we, we have a pod it's dark i mean it's now we're still it's still the end of the summer here it's now 6 40 in the evening where i am i mean it's nearly dark nearly dark it's been raining all day there you go what can you do mate what can you do
0: it's uh it's we've had a rainy we had a rainy day yesterday got absolutely drenched because the seven days before that it was getting hotter and hotter and hotter and hotter and everyone's air conditioner was struggling to keep up and um and then it just burst and it all rained down yesterday so we actually kind of have a nice day today not too not too brutally hot not too humid Mm, I don't know if I can say that. It's a little bit humid. Is it? It's a little um, bit stinky here in the city. Is it, mate? As well, usual, mate. That's Manhattan for you. It happens, doesn't it?
1: Very cold winters, very hot summers. But it's a great, it's a great city to live in, mate, isn't it? Although it's a great
0: city. It's a, it's a grind. Yeah. You know, but Hustling. I, I feel like, I feel like once you. Uh, once you book a gig, or once you have a little project you're working on, I, I I don't even think about the grind anymore. I'm just like a little kid in a candy shop, you know. I'm playing pranks on my on my castmates, and yeah, you know, I I fill my makeup bag whenever I'm doing a, a, a theater show. I fill my makeup bag with fake cockroaches and I leave them out for fellow castmates. So
1: I would hate that because I absolutely you know. despise the things. I hate them, oh mate. So here we are. We're on. Is it? It's episode four, isn't it? Episode four, too good. Good, I can never say it. Episode four of of "Too Good to Be True" Crime, the podcast where we delve to the deep, dark corners of the internet, find a crime that we think surely can't be real. We talk about it, and then we put it to our own judge and jury, essentially us. And we decide whether the people involved in the particular story are guilty or not guilty. But, mate, I will just say this before we crack on with this one. Mate, we have to revisit um, from our first podcast the latest news. The latest news, isn't it? So on the very first episode, the story that we were talking about was the cheating chess scandal, wasn't it? where the Grandmaster Champion accused the newcomer, the challenger, of cheating. And there's been some updates on it, hasn't it? I've got it here. Have
0: have they revealed the the results of the the anal bead test? Did Hans Neiman use anal beads? That's what we're all dying to know.
1: The headline says... Chess world's anal bead cheating saga quietly comes to an end. Now, not
0: quietly. N- no, mate, not quietly. Does, well,
1: if people, if you want to listen back to our first episode, we cover this story in great detail. So, um, if you haven't listened to our first episode, that means you might get lost for the next five minutes. But I, I encourage you to go back and listen to it. But we'll try and we'll try and do our best to cover the uh, the details here. So it says. Chess World's anal bead cheating saga quietly comes to an end. So, the, cha- the champion Magnus Carlsen and grandmaster, who he is at this point, Hans Neiman, have finally reached a settlement. And it says it, it felt like the day might never come when former world champion Magnus Carlsen and grandmaster Hans Neiman have finally put the cheating scandal that rocked the chess world last year to an end. Um, including a meme-filled speculation about anal beads, right? (laughs) So Chess.com and Carlson reached a settlement with Neiman who had sued them for over $100 million dollars which he alleged was a civil conspiracy to defame him. We are pleased to report that we've reached an agreement with Hans Niemann to put our differences behind us and move forward without further litigation. Chess.com wrote in an update on August 28th. As a result, Niemann will once again be allowed to compete on the chess online platform, and Carlsen has agreed to play him in future matches um so it was the former world wow. champion yeah mate it's it's coming to an end it's a shame really because it was like one kind of one of those unsolved crimes wasn't it that we're like well who is the guilty party here um but yeah no it says that the the accusations took to the message boards um and and basically there was a lot of chat and joking that maybe neiman had used anal beads c- to communicate with someone on the outside sending him his best moves using some kind of ai chess engine in his ass right but the anal beads became a running joke because there was never any evidence um and and precisely there was no evidence that Neiman had ever actually cheated but it was like as we said before on the previous pod it was chess.com who were massive chef, chess heavyweights and carlson had basically tried to defame him because essentially because they thought that he was going to um take their crown and they're like they're like huge they're a huge a massive conglomerate aren't they um Carlson and and chess.com so they basically out of court settlement somewhere in the region of a hundred million dollars they're all happy they've put it to bed and Neiman and Carlson are going to be back playing and and there was never any evidence that anal beads were actually used professionally perhaps only for pleasure as it should be what do you
0: think in an in an amateur sense well i'm a little bit uh i'm a little bit disappointed that that's how it ended i guess it sounds like hans neiman is a is a multi-millionaire now if he wasn't already
1: yeah well out of court settlement mate i mean wow is that that the best way to go i would say always an out of court settlement
0: Mm, i don't know i don't know that's a that's a tough call if it's a big if it's a big chunk of change like that i don't know i might go with the out of court settlement
1: it feels quite nice that that story has is, is kind of wrapped itself up, hasn't it? And it's been, literally, it's been going on for a long, long time. But I hope everyone concerned is very happy. And I hope if they do use anal beads in the future, it's purely for recreational purposes and not to cheat in the game of chess. <laughs> Austin, what have you got for us today?
0: I've got a... Um... I've got a wonderful, a wonderful crime to explore today. It's, it's almost too good to be true crime, but this is a true story. And today, I'm going to be telling the story of a cast and crew on, a, on the shoot of a motion picture. Okay. All right? So, we have a cast of crew... Of a motion picture, which we will determine later, there will be some audience interaction, some audience participation. we are all going to guess what this movie is. Okay. There's a cast and crew of a major motion picture that has just wrapped shooting at one of their locations. yeah they're getting ready to head to Mexico to finish shooting. yeah, and they're having to do some of these night shifts. All right so they're doing they're coming in, I think at 6 p.m they have lunch at midnight and then they work till the sun rises that's
1: a long day that's tiring that's tiring work isn't it
0: you got you know what it's like you know what it's like man to to be uh to be a, a, a long day on set mm. and so you know they uh they had lunch at midnight a, a nice italian buffet caterer you know had um had brought some food there and um and the big hit was the chowder it was the oh, clam chowder. You yeah. ever have clam chowder? I, do you know what? I had it. I've had it stateside before. I've never
1: had it. Do they have it a lot up in Maine and places like that? Is that oh, like, yeah. Yeah. And like Nova Scotia and places like that, don't they? Yes. Yes. Yep. Like a big, Is it like a big, thick broth soup kind of thing? Is that oh, right? yeah. Yeah.
0: It's, it's, it's girthy. It's a girthy soup. It's got some width
1: to it. Oh, yeah. We oh, love yeah. that.
0: Um, so yeah, man, these horrible days and then they're getting, they're getting clam chowder for lunch in the middle of the night and somebody's got to do something to spice this thing up, you know, it's a little bit boring. Okay. So, um, everyone starts eating the clam chowder and everybody goes back to work, but in about 15 minutes, the director of this big motion picture, he starts to feel sick. I'm not feeling so good. He's going to go make himself throw up. His head's spinning. He's feeling disoriented. He's probably having a reaction, yeah, to that, to that, uh, to that clam chowder, to the shellfish. So the chowder. he um, he goes to the bathroom, gets himself to throw up, and when he returns, everyone is gone. Wow! He says it's like the Twilight Zone. The, the set's empty.
1: They're all in the bathroom, probably.
0: Mm, it's possible, right? They might be playing one of those pranks. On their on their director yeah. that us actors so often do. Yeah. So a crew member says one of his coworkers, this large guy who's like six four, he started acting exceptionally hyper. And dozens of crew members started exhibiting strange symptoms like you know being very hyper, um, alternating waves of of pure bliss and then intense anxiety. Everyone's just kind of going crazy. This one kid says he's sitting in, in, in one of the tents and the director runs by going, there's something in me or something like that. <laughs> so um, it's all going to, you know, I do feel this is all going to hit even harder when we find out who, all, who, these, who this is. Who is this director that's screaming, there's something in me, but I don't want to, I, I, I can't ru- ruin the surprise yet.
1: I'm excited. Um,
0: there's an onset painter that says it was like a combination of being high on marijuana and being drunk. She was still reading magazines and functioning, but she was pretty messed up.
1: Yeah. I was going to say it sounds like it's
0: been laced with something, the chowder. I think it's possible. Mm. So the director finds the cast outside, organizing themselves into two lines. For anyone that felt totally fine, they were in one line. Mm. And then for the cast members who were, you know, um, who, who were oscillating between their... Their euphoria and their panic with their drunk and high, you know, giggles, they're in their other line. And of course, line one, the people, more and more people keep getting out of line one to go into line two.
1: What line would you want to be in?
0: (laughs) I would definitely want to be in line two, man. I want to be in the fun line. That's the
1: line you want to be in, isn't it? (laughs) Where do you think these lines are headed, Rich? I don't know. Sounds like they've had a few lines, if you ask me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Rich, the lines are headed to the hospital. Oh, really? The production company came by and brought five dozen crew members to the local ER, a small ER. Wow. So five dozen. So I don't know. Is that like a, a hundred, I think? Hey, well, think hold on exactly a minute. A, so maybe. The, both yeah,
1: both awesome. lines are heading to the hospital or just the... the fun- uh,
0: no, just, just, the, just the line of people that are, you know, having a good time. The fun line is going to the hospital. Yes. Just a yeah. fun line. Obviously, there's something going on with these people, but we don't know what it is yet. though. We're, we have an idea. So more and more people are going up to the to the drugged up line. So they all get taken to the hospital. Everyone has their own like little cubicle that they're in somehow, even though it's a small hospital. And, um, you know, they're all just kind of supposed to be waiting there to be assessed. And no one was really able to wait in their seat very well. They start having races with wheelchairs. They're forming there's a conga line formed in the hospital. The director allegedly got stabbed in the face with a pen, but didn't care because he was in this euphoric state. So he was just kind of like cracking up there in, in his cubicle.
1: He was like, do it again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so everyone drank activated charcoal which is what the hospital gave them God. and this this stops anything else from being absorbed into your bloodstream right so a few hours go and you know the cast members the cast members they come down from their from their trip and uh of course the film schedule got a little bit screwed up but everyone everyone was on back on set Except the next, the next night.
1: night so everyone everyone that was in the second line the well behaved line the first line went to hospital were they like right everyone else back to work
0: <laughs> i don't know i don't th- i don't think so i think they had about almost 100 people going to the going to the er so
1: right they shut it down
0: rich um what's it like being in a, what's it like being in a cast of people how do you mix things up
1: what do you mean what how do you keep it fresh and keep everyone motivated in that
0: yeah how do you personally i have my own you know i have my own tactics but <sighs> Mate, just, I can't imagine you would ever drug the entire cast. No, I wouldn't. But I'm sure you have your methods.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't drug the cast. I, in a previous life, I would have taken drugs with the cast, but I wouldn't have. <laughs> I wouldn't have drugged them. Um, I mean, to be honest, I um. So should I tell you a funny story about when I was in a cast with my friend, my friend Mikey? Right. So I like to. I do a li- I like little. I like to do little pranks. And so I was doing a musical, I was in musical theatre in the West End of London. Um, and I was doing a show, I won't tell you what show it was, um, so I don't expose anyone. So my friend Mikey, he, um, he, he, w- he was sitting next to me in the quick change area. And it was really cool because in the basement of the theatre, underneath the stage, that's where the quick changes happened, or the wig department was there, the wardrobe department. So that was kind of like the social area. And one of the one of the chaps in the uh, in the sound department, he set up his own tuck shop and he did it. Pro- he, had, he, had, he had aprons. He had like crisps and like sort of candy and sweets and stuff. Uh,
0: can you tell us what a tuck shop is?
1: A tuck shop. It's like um, like a, like a mini convenience store. So you can buy you can go there. It's a tuck. I guess it's an, an old English phrase. Tuck meaning food. Right. Got so you. he would sell packets of crisps or chips, as you guys call them, chocolate, coffee, you know, snacks. And so there'd be a queue for this, for this, for this, for, this, for, the, for the tuck shop for the snacks at the interval. Um, and the queue would often be quite long because people were like, you get a bit peckish, like during the show. So he would be like, oh, I'm going to go in, and and uh, to the tuck shop between. And I said to Mikey, I said, you know that in on a Friday and a Saturday night that he sells. Um, uh, he sells like beer, but you've, you, he's not allowed, he's not allowed to sell it because it's, um, you know, it's, he doesn't have a license, but you just got if you give him the password, he knows that you're cool. And he'll sell you like a, a cup of beers, like under the, uh, <laughs> under the table. Right. And so Mikey says, Oh really? Oh, like what's the, um, what's the password? I said, all you got to do, you just order your chips and order your, like, your diet Coke or whatever and just say, Oh, also Owen, um, the fox is smelling its own hole. And he and he said, what? I said, you just got to say to him, the fox is smelling his own hole. And he's like, what well, if I say that, he'll sell me beer. He said, yeah. And he said, okay, fine. So he's standing in the queue. I'm standing behind him in the queue. And then there's about four or five people in the queue behind us. And he gets there and he says, hey dude, can I, can I, yeah, can i I have Diet Coke. I'll have a chocolate bar. Um, and also he kind of looked around and he, he sort of leans over the counter and he says, and the, uh, the the fox is smelling its own hole, and the guy behind the counter, Owen, he said, "You what?" And he said, uh, "The fox is smelling its own hole." And he's like, "Michael, what are you? What are you talking about?" He goes, "No, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. I'm I'm <laughs> cool. The fox is smelling his own hole," and he's like. Mikey, I've got a queue of people. What the hell are you talking about? And then at that point, point Michael, he twigged and he looked around and everyone was just, like, pissing themselves with laughter <laughs> and going, ah, Mikey's like, oh, can't believe I fell for that. Oh, I'm such a fucking idiot. Oh, my God. It's all right, Mikey. <laughs> Take your Diet Coke and fuck off and get out of here cause we're all waiting to buy our chocolate. I can't believe he fell for it. The fox is smelling his own hole. He thought by saying that sentence was gonna land him a couple of beers. It didn't work. Owen was quite pissed off because he's got 15 minutes to serve like, you know, five, 10 people. (laughs) Mikey took his Diet Coke and his chocolate bar and left with his tail between his legs, his fox's tail between his legs, mate. Yes. There you go. So that was it. So but that's you the did, kind. But of... you
0: did your job of keeping the spirits up. You that's know? what you let's keep it, that's... You gave everybody something to laugh about for the for the rest of that run, didn't you? And then some.
1: That is what I like to do to keep spirits up in a company.
0: That's really sweet. Let's continue to investigate this person who decided to keep spirits up in the company by giving everyone drugs. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> the police they did the toxicology reports it was pcp
1: pcp i, can,
0: I will reveal that it is pcp that's, Which is, what this, that's pretty intense right it is it is intense that's hardcore I, stuff is that what people dip their cigarettes in i don't know a lot about pcp
1: if i'm honest oh, i think it's on, more Rich. of an
0: american thing than it is a
1: british thing would that be fair to say don't blame it on us
0: what are the pcp is a dissociative anesthetic mainly used recreationally for its significant mind altering effects
1: it gives you the same effects as what something like ghb or something like that euphoric
0: i think so yeah okay um uh angel dust Uh, okay is the uh is the street is the street name
1: Okay, I hear a lot of stuff in America about that kind of stuff, but we don't really have much of that over here, so I'm led to believe.
0: They got Angel dusted. All right, let's figure out who this is, Rich. First, we're going to reveal who the players are in this story. I'm going to give you three hints. Okay. And then you're going to tell me afterwards who you think it is. Right. Don't tell me in the middle. I'll give you three hints. Okay. The first hint, and this is for you listeners. The first hint is that this happened on August 8th. 1996 in Nova Scotia, Canada. That's your first hint.
1: Right. 1996, Nova Scotia, Canada. On location? I'm
0: thinking about some films from 1996, 97, 98, that kind of thing.
1: Okay. Okay, next hint.
0: Next hint. The cast and crew were having seafood. That's a hint. The cast and crew, they were having seafood.
1: Okay. Okay, right. I'm thinking. If you
0: haven't gotten any suspicions yet, we're going, going to, to listen, listen to, to an you. actor describe a part of his experience and how he reacted. We've got a we've got a sound bite. PCP. I got a sound bite. Yeah, that's
1: kind of a crazy story. All of a sudden, here's 150 crew members stumbling into the emergency room of a very small hospital at one o'clock in the morning. You see some people are freaking out, some people are Congo dancing, some, some people are, are euphoric. I, I knew I was pretty stoned on something pretty bad, and I thought it was, there was a neurotoxin in the clams. We didn't know what it was. We thought maybe the clams had been left out in the sun or whatever. But I figured, who, while they examine all these other hundred people, I said, I'm, I'm not going to hang out here. This is bedlam. I'm going to go, I'm going to wander because it was only a few blocks from the set. I'm going to wander back down and just drink a case of beer, which is what I did.
0: (laughs) That seemed to, that seemed to help me. Good call. Good call. Can I have a,
1: can I have a guess who I think that actor is? Please do. Is it Bill Paxton?
0: It's Bill Paxton.
1: Yes, I recognize. Also,
0: also rumored to have gone and smoked a, a joint or a few joints as well. Right. So he didn't mention it on his interview just now but you know the rumors on the on the internet are that he even shared his joint with a, a young crew member who was also back at the set
1: right mate right so so shall i have a guess at what what movie uh, what movie i think it is is that what you want me to guess
0: uh, yes i think we've given the listeners plenty of time to form their own guesses and let's hear what yours is rich right in 1996 the cast and crew are eating seafood and we know that Bill Paxton is in this film.
1: Okay. So the two the two biggest films that I know Bill Paxton for is Twister and Titanic. Is it either of those two?
0: It is. Refer to hint number two.
1: Seafood. So if it's seafood, I'm thinking it's got to be Titanic, hasn't it? It must be.
0: We're talking about the set of Titanic. Titanic. The cast the- and crew of Titanic wow. getting drugged with PCP, including the director. James Cameron. None other than James Cameron. Yes.
1: So the reason why I wasn't sure whether it was going to be Titanic is because I do know that they filmed a lot of that in a big outside tank down in Mexico. But obviously there was... Very nice. There, yeah, there was the... Scenes that were filmed aboard the, you know, the, the search vessel that was looking for Titanic, which was set in contemporary time, which I'm presuming is why Bill Paxton was up there on the kind of, you know, on that trawler. Um, so that's, I'm presuming that's, is that correct?
0: That's brilliant, Rich. Very, very good work. Very, very good deductive movie there. there,
1: detective, detective Richard here. So right, so it was James Cameron, he was directing Titanic, and Bill Paxton. So. Am I presuming that the Winslet and the DiCaprio also got drugs and had the, or is it not divulged whether those two? As
0: you, as you just stated, the parts of the film that were filmed, uh, that took place in present day, were done in Nova Scotia, and then the parts of the of the Titanic ship in the past were filmed in Mexico. So unfortunately, Leonardo DiCaprio was doing his PCP down in Mexico, and (laughs) we just don't know what Kate Winslet was doing.
1: Yeah. And I have to say, beautiful country up there, Nova Scotia. And, and you know what, mate? You and I have been there together. I thought so. We performed up that way, didn't we, in the band that That's we're in? That's right. um, Yes. Wow. So, right. Okay. So, DiCaprio, Winslet, they're not there involved. Cameron's up there with Paxton. Think about
0: who else is in the modern, the modern day scenes.
1: Okay, so you've got you've got the old lady, the heart of the ocean the lady, not you? The old lady,
0: old Rose. uh old I Rose. She name. must
1: have been having a whale of a time up there, mustn't Gloria she? Gloria
0: Stewart. She was seventy-six
1: when she did that. She is she still with us? She must have. She passed by now. She passed I on.
0: She, I don't know. I think, I think she probably, probably passed, passed, but I can I do, a do a quick search. She was Gloria 70. Stewart. She was twenty-six. Uh, sorry, seventy-six at the time of filming. She... Yeah, so- was so not she, interested, interested in taking part in the, in the catering, catering, in the crew, in the crew food. food. She was out, she at out at a restaurant.
1: Wow, so she escaped. She avoided, it.
0: This, avoided calamity. this calamity.
1: Well, mate, I have to say, maybe she knew something the rest of them didn't.
0: Mm. Maybe Interesting. She, you might be able to help us form yet yeah, an additional charge here in a few minutes.
1: I'm trying to join the dots here and I'm trying to deduct whether Old Rose, what's her name? Moira? Gloria, Gloria Stewart. Gloria Stewart, whether Ms. Stewart had anything to do with, for her own entertainment, drugging the rest of the cast. Maybe she had an early day the next day and she thought, I don't fancy that. How can I get out of it? And she drugged the rest of the cast with the PCP. <laughs> so.
0: Well, unfortunately, we can't ask Gloria Stewart. She did pass away in 2010.
1: And, and unfortunately, Bill Paxton's passed as well now. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. But Cameron's still with us
0: i saw james cameron i was about 10 feet from him at A Q&A, uh after avatar 2.
1: did you ask him a question
0: i didn't i did not get to ask him any questions it was billed as a question and answer but all of the questions had already been assigned so
1: oh so they don't catch him out see to me that's not a fair A because if you're going to ask a director A, Q&A, you want to you want to ask him stuff that he's not expecting right
0: it's true but sigourney weaver was also there and Sigourney Weaver can do whatever she wants. If she wants to pre-prepare the answers to her questions, by all means, Sigourney Weaver can do whatever she wants. And, is she on your in, list? In my view. She's, yeah, she, yeah, she's definitely. Yeah, you know, Sigourney Weaver in the, in the Ghostbusters, definitely.
1: Uh, yeah, hot stuff. And also, <laughs> what about in Alien, where she's like beating the fuck out of aliens and stuff? You like that? You like a woman that you think could beat the shit out of you?
0: Or an alien, yeah, for or- sure, definitely.
1: <laughs> She'll protect you, the protector. <laughs> right. Okay. Right, uh, all right. Billy
0: Zane was Billy Zane was also not on the on the set. But you know, um, let's remind ourselves. This was a very very difficult shoot with Titanic, right? Like we've all heard a, a ton of rumors, including like James Cameron calling Kate Winslet Kate weighs a lot. Really? Um, Did he say that? Yeah. Uh, uh, allegedly. And uh, there's two scenes in the movie that were uh, allegedly improvised, which show a tension between Kate Winslet and Billy Zane. One of them being Kate Winslet spitting at Billy Zane. Really? And then the other one being Billy Zane flipping the table during a fight. So uh, these are, you know, these are just other rumors that I that I saw. Maybe Um,
1: um, maybe Billy Zane was just angry that that his hairpiece was going to fall off mid scene. You just don't know, do you?
0: It, that could, a, it could have been anything.
1: That is a thick hairpiece that he wears in that production, isn't it?
0: That's right. So the yeah. police launched a full investigation for two and a half years, but then it, it was closed. They, they couldn't find anyone. Um, the chowder was closest to James Ca- James Cameron's table.
1: Right. Was it a buffet? Was it like a, a people to help themselves or it was handed to yeah. them?
0: Yeah, it was a buffet. Um it was reported there was some Italian food, some uh, some vegetarian dishes, and some chowder.
1: Wow, lots, lots of chowder. chowder. Yeah. Okay. So it's nearest to his table.
0: So Cameron James Cameron seems to have stated he's pretty certain it was an ex crew member who had been fired the day before for unprofessional conduct with the catering company.
1: Right. Maybe he so like. So this to, also to makes a, sense. Maybe he like took a piss in the vat of soup or something.
0: Yeah, could be. Caterers were fired by the film company the next day. Um, uh, James Cameron, allegedly, I, I saw uh, another rumor that he drank scotch while, while Bill Paxton was smoking his weed. James Cameron <laughs> we used, used some scotch to come, to come down. Come. The good old I'll days, you, the good know, old days, right. eh? I'll give you one more fun fact. Uh, it is rumored that the conga line, which took place in the hospital, was led by Caleb Deschanel who is Zoe Deschanel's father?
1: Oh wow! Okay, yeah, yeah. New girl. She's the new. She's New Girl, isn't she? Is that the TV that's series right. New Girl? Yeah. Okay. That's her, right. So her father started the conga line. She must be so proud. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, that's. I think that. I think that's nepotism, isn't it? I it's, think so. Is, would she even have booked New Girl if her father hadn't started the PCP conga, line. conga line in the hospital <laughs> in Nova Scotia?
1: Uh, we need to get our parents on that. <laughs>
0: what, on
1: PCP? Yeah, on P- Wait, P- PCP, right. I'd be like, here, mum, have a bit of this. Start a conga line around the, <laughs> around the local village. I'll join and hopefully I'll land a big role in a movie in Hollywood.
0: <laughs> Mate, it could happen. Right, there it is. Listen, it could so, happen. We've given you the hard, cold facts. We've also given some fun facts and some rumours. Yeah. But it's time we address some charges.
1: Let's do it. Order up. Order. Charge number one. Okay.
0: Is this mystery perpetrator guilty or not guilty of pulling the greatest prank of all time?
1: Well, um, I mean, it's a hilarious prank for me to listen to, but it could have been a lot worse. And if you're going to drug people, you could end up with some you could end up with some serious deaths on your hand right so he he could have he could have actually killed half the cast and and then i doubt very much that it would be viewed as a prank it would be it would be you know he'd, he i mean nova scotia do they have the death penalty up there he'd be in some serious trouble surely um the greatest prank of all time i think that it's not the greatest prank of all time because I think it would be viewed as not being a prank. I think it would be viewed as being very, very dangerous. So I'm going to say he's not guilty and I don't want to give him the credit of pulling the the greatest prank ever because I think it's incredibly dangerous. So I'm going to say not guilty of that.
0: So what on the grounds of safety and human lives you're saying this is not a great prank is that what i'm hearing
1: yeah i don't think it's a great prank i think it's hilariously funny because i'd like to observe that but morally i don't think i would be accepted by having that train of thought
0: you know have your opinion you may be there may be far and few between that that agree with you but that's fine richard have that opinion um But, but it's, not prank, it's not a prank though. It, 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 no, it's
1: not, him, it's oh, not a prank though. He might have thought it, or she.
0: It's not, and he and and the word that you were searching for that you I don't think spit out was that would be considered a murder.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. We'll go with that then. Yeah, what's that little Thank- word we were looking for? That little word. Oh, oh, murder.
0: Homicide. <laughs> yeah. yeah, homicide. Yeah. Um, thankfully nobody died. We do know that. Good. Uh- In relation to this incident. Okay. Um, Okay, charge number two.
1: All right. Order, order.
0: We're going to have to use what we know about James Cameron aside from this story to help us with this charge. Is James Cameron guilty or not guilty of creating a hostile work environment with his perfectionism, which then led to his whole team getting drugged?
1: Right. Well, I've seen... I've seen some footage of James Cameron directing and I've seen footage of James Cameron talking to his actors and crew and I have to say it wasn't in the nicest possible way it was not polite he's not I don't think so he didn't come across as being a particularly kind generous nice uh man on the set and I would go as far to say as if that is the environment i mean listen it's undeniable he gets the job done and his movies are what avatar and titanic are they're the two highest grossing movies of all time right so that being said he gets what he needs out of people but is probably quite nasty to people at the same time so i would say on that charge guilty
0: i think i'm gonna have to agree with you there yeah. You know, he's the director, he kind of sets the tone for the for the set. And he might not be directly uh guilty of getting people drugged, but certainly if he's creating some kind of hostile work environment, I I even read that the actors weren't allowed to take too many bathroom breaks. And so they just went to the bathroom there in the water when they're doing some of their water scenes. Yeah. Really? So yeah. I don't know if these rumors are true, but if this is the environment that he's creating, something falls down on him, I think at least a little bit.
1: That's intense. That And it's really, if he is creating a hostile work environment and to that to pcp someone is very extreme so the hostile work environment that he's created has to be that extreme to go to that length do you know what i mean
0: i think yeah i think i mean i think that makes sense
1: so guilty of that guilty
0: right charge number three mm. order order to wank in the office if the office is closed and nobody's there what? Oh, sorry that's from last that's from the last <laughs> podcast <my laughs>
1: Okay. I don't think we ever cleared that up did we I think we Uh,
0: I don't know if we ever did clear that up
1: You could find that on a previous pod
0: (laughs) Uh, Richard this is going to be a difficult one Okay Is defendant Tom Cruise guilty or not guilty of spiking the chowder because he didn't get cast in the Titanic
1: Was (laughs) Was he up for it Was he up for the role? So, is Tom Cruise guilty? I I mean... Do
0: you think that he descended like a spider from the ceiling in his Mission Impossible style? Yeah. Sprinkled some PCP up in that chowder. Yeah. And was like, fuck you, James Cameron. I should be the one. If... Drawing her like a French lady.
1: If Tom Cruise was cast in that movie what role how old would he have been he would be leo yeah so he's a bit older than leo right so how old's leo now late 40s tom is like 60 is he 60 61. i would have said he'd be more billy zane's character i'd have, I'd Mm. have said he would have been cast that would be his casting but i think that for all tom cruise's intense um dedication to the movie industry and sort of, you know, when when the when the lockdown happened, he was like people saying, "Hey man, you're saving the industry, man. You're saving it one by one, one frame at a time, Tom. You're saving the music <laughs> industry, um, the the movie industry." I think that he would not want to sabotage a movie being made even if he wasn't in it and thinks that he should be in it because he is a student of theater, uh, a student of movies, isn't he? So mm. I think mm. for Tom, that's a, it's a far reach for Tom Cruise to think, I should have been cast in this movie and I'm going to contaminate the film set because I'm not, I th- I'm going to say not guilty for Tom.
0: Okay, so what you're telling me is you don't think this was a great prank. No. You also don't think that Tom Cruise was behind the pcp spiking of the legendary titanic cast and crew
1: no i would say more than anything if i had to kind of if i had to kind of try and choose someone that i thought might be the you know the perpetrator i'd probably go with cameron to be honest james cameron <laughs> i would cuz i think he's thinking right cuz he's he listen the the whole the, that experience of being on the Titanic, none no of us can ever imagine what that must have been like. It must have been like hell on earth, hell on the water, right? So maybe he's thinking, I need to I need to create this environment and, and it needs to be as intense and dramatic and as painful as possible. And I want everyone to experience that. It's very dangerous. But I wouldn't put it past him. We just don't know, do we? It's no it was never discovered.
0: That would be involuntary method acting, wouldn't it? have we just come up with a new a new a new method for yeah. for actors maybe we should start acting
1: we should start a college course and we should teach that <laughs> involuntary method acting so they cut the students come in every morning they don't know what they're gonna do and then we can like i don't know we could like like physically attack someone we could like give them like some kind of magic mushrooms with their you know their their morning snack in the refectory <laughs> and then say well here's a scene perform it do you know what i mean could work, mate. You just don't know. Uh,
0: well, there we have it. There you go, uh, mate. Richard, Richard, Richard is is going to land on his uh, on his James Cameron theory. That lovable teddy bear, James Cameron.
1: Lovable teddy bear. Who called him that? Is that what he <laughs> calls himself?
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh, you know what? Who Thank are... you, Richard. Thank you for your expertise today.
1: Thank you. How, who are we to um, you know pass judgment on James Cameron? He's he's far more successful than probably we will ever be combined. But, you know, there you go. In this particular instance, I'd say he's number one suspect. It's been a great pod. (laughs) It's been a great pod, Austin. It's great to talk to you. I didn't know that story, to be honest. I didn't know it, so I'm glad I didn't know it. And, um, yeah, I'm glad we kind of got to the bottom of it, except we never really found out who actually did contaminate um the the clam chowder i have to be honest it's not it's not my favorite food to be honest it's 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 stinky really stinky my mom
0: my mom would make clam chowder so like i i do like it but it's got to be good yeah
1: i understand mate i understand but there you go mate that is another too good to be true crime and um yeah i'll see you and we'll uh you know we'll see everyone else that's listen to this on the next too good to be true crime
0: Adios. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Too good. Too good to be true. Crime. be true. Too good. Too, Too fucking good, good, good to be true. Crime. If it's true. Too good. Too good to be true. That's good. That's 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 that's. Too good. Too fucking good to be true. Crime.
1: That's all good shit.